Hello and welcome to the TV Drama Festival. I'm Anna Karugati, Editor-at-Large at TV Drama, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Aaron Underhill, the President of Universal Television. Aaron, thank you for joining me. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. So Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been President of Universal Television since 2020? That is correct. And before that, you were running drama development for many years? Correct, at Universal Television, yeah. Right. So the studio has been responsible for so many successful shows, many of them among the most celebrated contemporary shows in TV history. Tell us about your vision for Universal Television. Well, you're right. It's been such a tremendous run since I've come over to the studio. Um, and I think my vision for producing programming at Universal are shows that have broad appeal, are culturally relevant, and I think resonate and entertain a global audience because we are entertaining a global audience uh, with our TV shows, whether they're on linear or non-linear. You know, and I very much want to continue our legacy and expand even further our fan favorite shows across all those multiple platforms. Because I like to say we're truly universal. We're, we're the globe, and we really sell everywhere. We tell lots of different types of stories. Um, and you know, I'm so immensely proud of the TV, the UTV shows that have been on the linear platform for a long time. They, they account for 10, uh, half of our shows account for 10 of the top series on broadcast this past year. That's more than any other studio combined, which is an amazing feat. Um, and of course, you know, the Dick Wolf shows are one of Universal's most successful franchises um, with the FBI's on, on CBS and with One Chicago and Law and & Order on NBC. And we're very, very excited because Dick is expanding his footprint into streaming. Uh, he has a new series called On Call that will launch on Amazon and Freebie uh, sometime in 2024. So we that is something that I think will really resonate with his loyal audience and hopefully garner even in some some new fans. Um, and on the you know on the comedy side, because that's a big part of Universal Television, we are we have been historically one of the premier studios to help build the the streaming comedy brand especially at netflix with shows like master of none and russian doll of course kimmy schmidt and more recently never have i ever and girls five emma which will be launching in 2024 on netflix um and then of course the amazing hacks which is on max so you know between our streaming plays and then how we're really focusing right now also on helping our partners at Peacock build their platform. Um, and we've been able to get some really great shows at Peacock from The Best Man to obviously Bel Air, which will be entering season three, um, as well as other top forming comedies like Buck Kiss and Killing It. We really want to be the studio that supplies our sister platform with great, great shows and content to, you know, get audiences attention and build that, build that robust platform. And I think finally, you know, the UTV library is vital for our future. Um, and we're very lucky that we have shows obviously from the Dick Wolf franchises, but also New Amsterdam, which has been performing exceptionally well on Netflix after its first run on NBC. So the fact that it's in the top five uh, at Netflix is just, you know, something that we feel immensely proud to know that it's being seen by, I think, you know, some old viewers and new viewers alike. So I think to sum up, the, the vision for UTV is to continue to work with the best creators out there 
um, and tell diverse, compelling stories for a global audience. So as you just mentioned, um, Universal Television serves the NBC Universal outlets, including NBC and Peacock, but you also take shows out to the market, right? So what is its remit? For us, you know, UTV creators come in the door and they they share their pitch with us and we listen to their pitch and we think, where is the best home? That's the first question we ask. And luckily for us, we have great great series here within the ecosystem of NBC Universal, whether it's NBC or Peacock, but we also have other avenues to sell these shows to from our visionary creators on non-linear as well, or linear. So really it's a portfolio approach is the way I would describe it. That's our remit. It's about taking the idea and finding the right home. We really approach it from a holistic point of view. Um, and we look for that match where you see the, the eyes light up when you're pitching something to the buyer where they're like, they get it. They understand the DNA of the show. They're going to support it. Um, and they're going to grow that show because for us, we're really looking for not just a sale. We want something to obviously go on for multiple seasons because again, the building of the library is so vital for universal television. Um, and I think, you know, of our 40 plus current series right now, I would say about half are on NBC and Peacock, uh, with the remaining external platforms from linear to nonlinear all containing UTV shows. So at the end of the day, it's about balance. Is there a difference nowadays between the type of scripted shows that work best on linear and the ones best suited for streamers? I do think there are some fundamental differences between linear and nonlinear. At the same time, I think the lines are blurring a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's the age, uh, audience age, medium age difference between the two. Um, but I think, you know, there's no doubt that procedurals and closed ended stories work great on, on linear. Um, obviously again, Dick Wolf, perfect example of that success. Um, at the same time, as I've mentioned just a minute ago, New Amsterdam, you know, it is a little bit of a hybrid. It has those character arcs, but it has close-ended stories. It's been doing exceptionally well. So it's interesting to see how successful the linear shows have been on nonlinear. But I do think still to this day, those really serialized, bingeable shows thrive on the streaming platforms more so than the non-linear, excuse me, more so than the linear platforms. So I think that's one of the distinguishing marks. But there's always going to be those outliers. You know, you're going to have, you know, that defy the rules, like Good Girls. Again, a great show for NBC, did incredibly well on Netflix. So uh, I think, you know, at the end of the day, for us, it's about just telling great stories that really stand the test of time, regardless of the platform. How do your teams look for new talent and voices? And can social media, whether YouTube or even TikTok, lead to discoveries? Well, that is definitely one of the very exciting things. I have I have two young boys at home and they are always showing me TikTok videos of people that they think are wildly creative and funny, especially on the comedy side, very funny. They're like, they're, they need to show mom, you know? Um, and I think that is, like I said, one of the most exciting things about our, our industry this, uh, these days is just how many avenues there are to explore for new talent. And I think, you know, we very much have our eyes and ears open all the time. Um, and like I said, I get solicited by my children. Um, and I think, you know, when I look back at our history, you know, Sierra Ornelas, um, Sierra Teller Ornelas was a staff writer on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Superstore. And we developed a relationship with her and ultimately started to develop with her um, so that we can homegrown, we can do homegrown talent as well. So there's lots of different ways to approach 
how you find that new voice. Um, we've been lucky to be able to nurture and incubate some of our, I think, most promising new voices through bringing people in um, at an early stage in the creative process onto one of our shows and then watching them flourish and, and then ultimately create their own show. Um, and on, you know, we have JJ Bailey is another writer that comes to mind who had submitted a script to a writing festival, did not win, but did get a manager from that experience. And that manager shared his material with us and Adam Gianni on the drama development side on my team fell in love with his writing and has championed him. And we now have a deal with him and we've shot two of his pilots and there's one on the precipice of a pickup at NBC. So it's just, again, it's making sure that you're, you're just scouring everywhere and you're, you're always open to unorthodox ways of finding those new voices and fresh talent. So Universal Television has been quite active in increasing diversity, both on screen and behind the scenes. One example that comes to mind is the number of shows featuring female leads or created by women. Why has diversity been important, not only for the audience, but also for business? It's smart business and representation absolutely matters, um, whether it's behind the camera, in front of the camera or within the halls of, of this company. Um, we here at NBC Universal have a dedicated team. It's called NBCU Launch. Um, they're responsible for our for basically driving the strategy um, across the entire television portfolio. Um, and they really have, you know, the primary focus is on DEI. And these programs have resulted in great strides for female directors in particular. We've been able to um, bring in a number of uh, female director, first time female directors uh, onto our series. A lot of the, the uh, Wolf shows uh, as well as Blacklist and others. And then it also has helped with the writing, um, you know, writers being able to find that first show to get staffed on, which is always the hardest, quite honestly. Um, and we've been able to source and bring in great talent. And, and Sierra is another example of that, who I mentioned, we were able to like pluck her and bring her into the home and really nurture her and grow her. So these these programs that NBC NBCU launch spearheads are vital. Um, and I, I think, you know, in terms of the shows you mentioned, I am so immensely proud of the female led series that Universal produces from you know, the Equalizer with the amazing um, Queen Latifah, uh, Hacks, Obviously, SVU and Mariska Hargitay will, will be celebrating its 25th anniversary this coming season. Um, Girls 5, Arlem, uh, Loot, you know, with Maya, just the list goes on and on. We are, we are very lucky and proud of these shows. Excellent. So you mentioned uh, Dick Wolf, a word about his franchises, which are um, watched very much in this household. What are the benefits of long running franchises like Law and Order or One Chicago? First of all, thank you for watching. Uh, <laughs> you know, these are huge fan favorites. Every week, I have to say, we will, you know, last season specifically after a, a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday morning after they would, you know, the three different franchises would air across the broadcast landscape, we'll, we'll all be texting one another like, oh my God, they did it again. Number one, for, you know, number one for the night, number one in households, number one in 18 to 49. I mean, it's just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. There's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, I think these these crossover events in particular, they're tremendous work. Uh, they are 
sometimes you want to pull your hair out when you're sitting on this side, but you know, in the end, uh, they are so, so well received by the audience that they are, they are fan favorites. Those, those crossover episodes, you know, who doesn't want to see, you know, uh, Stabler and Benson together, uh, you know, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and these shows, honestly, they, they are like, they are the ones that it's the highest rated episode or, you know, individual series is, uh, of the whole season tends to be those crossover crossover episodes. And we recently, this past season did our first ever FBI franchise crossover for CBS. And that, you know, revent, uh, resulted in, uh, that, franchise being number one for the night with, I believe it's over 6 million viewers. So just staggering numbers week after week. And, and, you know, beyond the incredible stats that I could sit here and rattle off um, again, it's the value that the Wolf shows bring to our library. And I think also showing the entertainment community, Universal is a home where we can produce 22 episodes times however many series year after year after year, which in some ways is becoming a lost art. Um, and we are able to do it with our partners at Wolf Films and, and other shows as well. So it's something that, again, we feel is really unique. And we we thank Dick and his whole team um, for being such great partners. How does data help inform development or production of current and future shows? There's a lot of talk about data. It sure is. <laughs> There sure is. We have a great team here at the studio uh, that really spearheads this for us. And obviously, data is important. Um, we we talk about it. We look at it. Um, we utilize it, I think, really in a way to just inform some trends that they're seeing with the audience or white space that might be out there that we wouldn't know if uh, we didn't have our research team doing these deeper dives. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's still instinct, instinct mm -hmm. gut. That is what you go with, you know, time and time again. There's a lot of um, color that, you know, that it can be, you can sort of see a broader picture sometimes with the research, but the decision, decision making is made ultimately with the producers and the creative executives, again, having candid conversations, looking at the research, utilizing what we feel is Look what what we were already gleaning, if you will. It confirms oftentimes what we were already feeling, and that's when it can be really, really helpful. But I like to tell people, you know, hacks, which I near and dear to so many people's hearts, was not a show that I think the uh, the the data folks would have said, oh, this is this is in the white space. Come develop a show here, you know, with a aging female comic and an outcast female writer in her 20s with a you know big age gap and you know that's where it's again magic in a bottle like you just have to go with the creative vision and when you get the goosebumps or the little tingles in your stomach and you're like okay this is this is a show like you just you just know and it doesn't happen a lot but when it happens it's nothing better and again data is great but there's there's a time and place for it. And then you have to just go with the passion. I'm really pleased to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've been very generous with your time, but I have one more question that is really almost more um, from a viewer's perspective than from a journalist's perspective. Huh? Over the past two decades, we viewers have enjoyed a broader range of subject matter and scripted shows and have enjoyed better production values. I mean, the shows are great. Yeah. Uh, how has this played out in development and production? 
and what factors have contributed to advancing the drama genre? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, there's no doubt this has been a real renaissance for television. Um, well, new, again, new voices have been discovered, and there's been a pathway for success that I think previously did not necessarily exist. Um, and I think that diversity of points of view, like Never Have I Ever, is a great example of that. You know, it just it's it gives you so much so much richness to explore, but at the same time through the through universal themes. Um, and I think with Universal's kind of going to the second part of your question, with Universal's global infrastructure, we've been able to lean on our various partners, whether it's in Australia with Matchbox or other parts of Europe um, to produce shows like we, you know, we did La Brea in, in Australia through Matchbox, and we've been able to shoot FBI International in Budapest, Hungary. So, you know, being able to sort of access the world, if you will, from a production standpoint, where people are very talented, um, but at the same, like, so the, the crew is top notch, but you're able to, I think, deliver a story that feels unique and authentic to its narrative roots because of the location informing that uh, aesthetic, if you will. Um, and I think there's been, you know, I'm not super technically inclined, but I know from talking to Jerry DeCanio, my head of production, you know, there's been incredible leaps and bounds in terms of, you know, advancements in all the technical areas of the visual production, lighting, VFX, special effects. Um, it's really helped, all these advances have really helped creators, I think, in a way, achieve vision that maybe they didn't fully know that they could do and with the with the team in place showing them look with all these tricks of the trade we can make your script really come to life in an even more magical way Aaron, thank you so much for your time and for your insights i hope we get the chance to speak again because thank television you. is is a huge part of our lives <laughs> no matter how we watch it and on what screen Completely. And it still, you know, brings people together and unites people. So that's what I like to focus on is how it can just, you know, unite a group of people from different points of view. And it certainly gets my kids into the, into the living room once a week to watch whatever the show is that we've picked as a family. So that's key. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me.